You are listening to Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 21 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm in conversation with Dr. Azar Jamim. He is the chief economist at Econometrics. The resignation of Mpo Makwana raises a number of questions about what is truly going on at ESCOM, right at the top of ESCOM. Just before uh, we had a break in our uh, connection there, uh, Dr. Azar Jamim, we were speaking about uh, what, what this spells out to us about what could potentially be playing out in the background at ESCOM. The appointment of a chief executive is undoubtedly in South Africa a very, very contentious uh, process and a very contentious decision. Sometimes it's welcomed with open arms and sometimes it divides uh, the markets, it divides the electorate, it divides the country effectively. The appointment of the former chief executive of ESCOM, Andre Dreiter, was one such appointment where some people thought, this guy is not the guy. Look at his track record. He doesn't seem to be able to turn around uh, to be able to turn around ailing institutions. In fact, he erodes shareholder value, some people said, referring to his tenure at NAMPAC. Uh, that notwithstanding, how delicate of a situation is the appointment of a chief executive? And very specifically, how delicate is the situation of the resignation of a, a, a board chairperson? By that delicacy, I'm particularly asking about the bottom line of the institution and how its creditors, debtors, as well as ratings agencies are looking at it. Uh, it political instability is considered a debt risk, for instance, when giving credit ratings, um, is what's currently playing out at ESCOM one such scenario that, 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 again, these agencies and stakeholders would be looking at with great concern? I think it uh, does form the focus of uh, a lot of concern. The very fact that uh, you are having this kind of discussion is an illustration of the kind of concern that uh, you uh, that uh, uh, you know civil society has, and of course the media uh, sees this as a litmus test of the the possible health of an organisation or not. Yeah, uh, there is the ongoing conversation about separating or at least removing uh, the shareholdership of the state-owned enterprises. Uh, uh, functioning, the shareholder function, away from the Minister of State-Owned Enterprises, the introduction and creation of a mother company, so to speak, uh, that will have its own board, its own CEO, but it, that will look after all other uh, uh, state-owned enterprises in the hopes to professionalize it and to divorce it from the politics of the day, whatever that may be. Yet, in this instance, we hear of a relationship breakdown. We hear of a minister not being happy with the CEO candidate, uh, and th- not just at ESCOM, but we've seen this play out at Transnet, for instance, with the recent slew of resignations of uh, its key executives over there. Um, with that policy, I guess, policy ambition in mind of creating, a, a, a incorporating a mother company, so to speak, does it present itself to be futile? given that it seems to be that it's nearly impossible separating the politics from uh, the functioning of, 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 of state-owned enterprises? Uh, I, I think this is one of the huge fault lines that exists in the uh, nature of state-owned enterprises, uh, which are not run independently and which are answerable to, uh, well, we keep 
talking about the shareholder, but the, in this case, it's the government. And that is not seen to be necessarily in the interests of the stakeholders of the uh, uh, of the country. Um, in a normal private company, you have shareholders who have a direct stake who benefit or suffer from uh, the performance of a particular company. But in the case of state-owned enterprises, we are not certain as to whether as to how far the performance of the company or, or of the utility or the SOE uh, plays a role as opposed to politics. You see, there are different interests here. The one is political, the other, other in the other case, well, in the former case, it's not political, it's money, whether the uh, shareholders uh, gain or not financially, whereas with an SOE, it's more of a political nature and the two don't necessarily coincide in terms of what they, their objectives are. Yeah. Um, are you at all worried about just across the board, and this is not just about ESCOM, about state-owned enterprises across the board, I guess with ESCOM and Transnet being at the top of it, uh, when you look at the dysfunction of it at the moment, that this administration, and I'm not just uh, singling out the Minister of Public Enterprises here, but I'm talking about Cabinet, this administration may not quite be able to deliver that which they promise, that is to say, turning these institutions around. Uh, Most definitely the question one must ask is, why do these institutions uh, falter in the first instance. Um, and clearly, this particular administration has proved itself incapable of uh, ensuring the successful running and operations of SOEs. And yet, the more that it fails, the more that there are attempts to insist upon it, the government, continuing to run uh, these institutions and what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. ESCOM also last week announced that they would not be able to submit their uh, audited financials on time or at all. Uh, I mean, it's not the only state-owned enterprise. SAA will also not be meeting that that deadline. But you really look to a board when an institution says, ah, we don't have our state uh, our, our audited financial results. Uh, so we know nothing at this moment about the financial position uh, of ESCOM. We don't know what its balance sheet looked like, despite the fact that government had taken on so much of the ESCOM debt onto the sovereign book. Uh, and of course, that had an impact on our debt-to-GDP ratio and uh, brings about a lot of headaches at the next budget speech, given uh, the budget deficit that we have, 81 billion rand projected, uh, which we'll get a confirmation of later on this month. Um, are you at all worried about beyond just Mpo Magwana that the entire board itself may have a lot of questions to answer at the moment? Without a doubt, uh, the entire board may have a lot of questions to answer. But the question that one needs to ask is uh, in who, you know, what are the interests uh, uh, that brought about such the election of such a board? Um, in many instances, uh, you know, they are being appointed not for the case, for the sake of their competence uh, and qualifications, but on the basis of their loyalty to the ruling party. And that's not the uh, primary basis upon which uh, an, uh, any entity can operate uh, profitably, if, you want, if, if one can say that. And that's why these, company, these uh, entities are losing money now. 
because they've been, uh, the, the boards are being appointed on the basis of certain interests and loyalties rather than on the basis of their, uh, the capability and qualifications of the people at hand. Yeah. I'm going to have to leave you there, Dr. Azar Jamim. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Dr. Azar Jamim is the Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics. So I'm taking your reaction to this. Send me a WhatsApp voice note on our WhatsApp line 614 I'm going to listen to those shortly, and I'm taking your calls on uh, 086-000-2032. Let's have a listen at some of your WhatsApp voice notes that's come through on our WhatsApp line in reaction to this.